Welcome back to another episode of The Long and Short of It. I'm Corey, and this week we are going to do a couple of things. We are going to talk about the big news that came out of Walt Disney World on Friday about their reopening and the much-awaited reservation system. And then we're going to hop to Hollywood Studios and give you an insider's look at Millennium Falcon's Smuggler's Run. So... We're excited to be with you on this Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all of the dads out there. And join us for a look on the long and short of it. I'm Matt and she's Corey. I'm tall and she's short. She loves television and I love movies. We have different perspectives, but there's one thing we both love, Walt Disney World. As annual pass holders, DVC members, and lifelong fans of the happiest place on earth, We wanted to impart some of our experiences and wisdom to you. This podcast will focus on one of the most popular things to do at Walt Disney World, the rides and the attractions. Well, happy, happy Father's Day to our wonderful fathers. Rick and Mike, we love you. I mean, so much of Father's and uh, Father's Day is just kind of reflecting on your own father at some point and celebrating. And uh, we know not everyone has had a great experience uh, with their family situation and their fathers and uh, or their father has uh, passed away. And, uh, you know, some of these times are are rough on people so uh we want to also celebrate those uh that just love disney today you know we're back and uh we're uh, we're looking we're i mean we're getting excited because we are going to be headed to disney and i don't know what is it 20 days july 11th we hopefully are going to be there when it opens if we can get a park reservation. That wasn't my question. How many days is I, it from now? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 21st of June, and yeah, I'm pretty close. I'm pretty close. So um, we wanted to talk a little bit about the Disney news, uh, as we're, of course, on top of things because we uh, are getting ready to plan our trip. But uh, a lot of news coming out. Really, on Friday, they flooded the flooded the stories, and then on Saturday, they kind of made up for some of the things that they were saying before. But what were a couple of notes that you heard? Well, before we do that, um, I know that there is a lot of controversy sparked around the reopening of Disney with some of the requirements and expectations that they have for safety and for our listeners. Um, we're pro Disney and we feel like they do things well. Uh, we are in a different set of circumstances because as annual pass holders, we've been to Disney many, many times. So I would say um, right now, if you've never been to Disney or if going to Disney for you is a big event that you get to do once a year or I would say now's not the time to go because 
it is going to be different and we don't know how long it will be different for. Uh, we know that Disney is requiring masks and that apparently for some reason has become very political. Uh, but you know, as I think about it, um, I just think about all of those cast members who are going to be there and who are going to be working with people ostensibly from all over the country, all over the world at some point. And so, um, so we should say like our perspective, we're probably not those angry people who feel like Disney's cheating their pass holders by the availability of the reservation system. Uh, we're not those people who are angry about having to wear masks. And I probably am one of those people who says, you know, the world is different right now. And so that might be okay to sit this one out until things become a little bit more regulated and normalized because Disney is an expensive place. Um, and we don't take that for granted or lightly that families save for years for their Disney vacation. And so I would say right now isn't the time for the first or second or even, you know, novice Disney person to go. Yeah. I, I, even DVC owners, if you think through the potential, you DVC allows you to bank for the next year and it, it probably would be a, uh, a uh, fun, more enjoyable trip next year, regardless of what's uh, happening in the world, because the world's going to understand this virus, what we can and can't do. And Disney, I mean, just in general, Disney's going to be amazing at what they do in a month because they learn so quickly from a guest experience. If anything, they've over asked the guests what they think and how they feel and how that went through the process. And they care about what response is. Now, of course, they're a large company and they're not going to respond to everyone, but they do really get a good sense of the overall feel. And I think that they've, they've made some changes in the Disney Springs thing as it's been open for uh, nearly a month now, I guess. And they, and they also um, waited to open. So Universal has been open since June 5th. Um, and Disney decided to wait. And I think they're probably, you know, spending quite a bit of time to make sure that the experiences are as much as they can make it for their guests. And so we're excited to go. What you asked what we found out on Friday. So what the long awaited news from Friday was about this reservation system that Disney had promised that they were going to, um, that they were gonna put out there. And what we found out is that the system is going live on Monday for hotel guests, resort guests. And then- June 22nd. Yep, and yep. then I believe it's June 26th that then annual pass holders can start without a reservation for a hotel. Yeah, so who is that really involved? Is that mostly Florida residents? Are, are pass holders out of state coming in out of state and staying somewhere else? I mean, I guess there are moments. Yeah, I would think if people have like a home down there or if they choose, you know, I've read some things from people who are like, stay, who stay at the Bonnet Creek resorts 
And those technically are on Disney property, but aren't Disney resorts. And so that would be an example. It looks to me, um, this is not a hundred percent. So, but I think that some of the, you know, partner hotels in Disney Springs, you know, that get the extra magic hours when things are normal. I believe they're being included um, in some of this early round, but that's not all hotels. So, you know, you could be staying at a Hampton Inn or at, you know, a Marriott property down in the Orlando or Kissimmee area if you were an annual pass holder. You could even be doing like an Airbnb. Mm -hmm. And so those would be the people who wouldn't have hotel reservations. Um, So what we found is that, you know, you, if you have a hotel reservation on Disney property, you can make your park reservations for the whole time that you're there. So, yeah. So if you're there for eight days, you can, you can reserve each day that you're there for, and this is a huge piece to it now, one park a day. Well, and I believe the limit is 14 days mm-hmm. for the stay because I've even read for some people who are frustrated because they have three separate reservations totaling 17 days. And oh, so sure? they're frustrated that they won't be able to do it for all of them. Yep. Um, so I believe the limit is 14 days. And yeah, park hopping for now is dead. Can um, you imagine going for 17 days? <laughs> Whereas, uh, if you're going for 17 days, I don't think you're allowed to be frustrated. <laughs> that would be awesome. But now, now, some of those probably had the dining plan too. Dining plan is canceled. Yep. Um, so what we know is that for now, park hopping is done and Disney has said they will refund if people have park tickets. Yeah. So right now, really all the people who are being accommodated are people with existing reservations and as a part of those existing reservations, park tickets and annual pass holders. Yeah. Well, so Disney is only certain annual pass holders on top of that. Okay. It's, I mean, if you're blacked out. Got it. Oh, yeah. So, but what we know is that Disney is not selling new park tickets. So, like today, you can't go online and buy a Disney park ticket. Yeah. So, you're, I mean, let's just say you're in Palm Beach and you're like, I want to go up to Disney for the day. That's not going to happen. You can't do that. And so, apparently, then, if you want to plan a trip, um, you can begin to plan trips on June 28th for 2021. Yeah, okay. So right now they're just going to be accommodating those who had trips planned from now till December. Yeah. And uh, we had we had a we have a plan our trip planned in the fall and one in Christmas and we're allowed to continue to work through those existing reservations. Now what's interesting is, you know, some people have been critical of the you know days that disney's been closed i'm assuming those people might be people who either had trips canceled yes or people who i'm talking annual pass holders now or people who were able to just go and disney has extended the amount of time so our annual pass has been extended from its original expiration date for four months it was supposed to expire at the end of July, and now it expires at the end of November. So that might even be five months. Right. And we had... Four months, yeah. 
we had uh, roughly three months of quarantine. Yeah, and I believe they're giving everybody an extra month. Yeah. Um, they're also giving people the opportunity to get a refund. And I think there's a lot of complexity related to people who, you know, have either paid on the monthly payment system. I don't know enough about that to be able to comment. Um, I, I guess in general, you know, and we've said it a number of times, we're, we're teachers, I'm a school principal. And I think what's hard for everyone right now is that everyone wants life to return to normal and everyone wants answers. And companies are working as hard as they can to get those answers, but it's not quite as simple as or fast as we want information to come. So public service announcement as the world, let's just be kind to people who we deal with, who either made the decisions and are trying to do their best, or more importantly, let's just be really kind to people who didn't make the decisions, but have to work alongside of you. So like a cast member at the reservation system. So you're really working on that whole, let's just be kind, you know, let's just stop right there. <laughs> let's sure. just be kind. Sure. We could do that. I just, <laughs> I love Disney cast members and I think that they, their work is often a labor of love. And I just hope all of the Disney guests would be kind. Yeah. Um, so th there's certain things that are open and not open and really, I mean, if I if I just go through the list of attractions, so only Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom are open on June 11th or July, July 11th. Yeah, but then July 15th, Epcot and Hollywood Studios open. All right, wait, wait, wait. Don't get to that. Okay. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> but I'm, if I'm looking down the list of uh, r attractions that are open, Small World, Astro Edward, or Big Thunder Mountain, Buzz Lightyear, Country Bear Jamboree, don't read all of they them. They could have passed by that one, I think. Dumbo, the flying elephant, Jungle yeah, in Cruise. In today's world, I'm not sure how big how the I know. Bears Jamboree gets reopened. Mad Tea Party, PhilharMagic. Even, I mean, you think PhilharMagic. They're going to be putting on glasses, and they're going to be sitting in seats. As many rides as are open, it is, it's hard to believe Disney has a plan for each one of them, and I do believe, like you said before, Disney is not, it is not in their best interest for someone to have come down with COVID and to spread this all over the place because it's going to close down their park as soon as that happens. You know, they used to have that thing with the measles and, you know, Disneyland for a second took a, a brief hit because they're like, oh, someone got the measles there. Thankfully, that news came out later, but in this situation, yeah, they're going to sanitize gonna, things. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be able to. It's a huge. I mean, the Walt Disney World is the size of Manhattan. I don't think. I think they're going to have to do localized thorough cleaning and the contract tracing and all that. But all the rides that are open, it's you'd be hard pressed to say what's not open. Sure. More is yeah. not open in the summer usually than is not open now. Good point. Also, they have said characters will be there, even yeah. though you won't be able to give them a hug, which I'll be honest, I would be excited to give Mickey a hug right now. I feel like I could use a hug from Mickey, but uh, instead I, I'll give him a big smile and a wave. How you doing, pal? Um, because yeah, no, no bumping elbows. No, the, no, no, because touching. they're going to do what they call character cavalcades. Yeah. And so in every park, 
characters will basically process down the main street area, whatever, and you'll get to see them that way. So at Magic Kingdom, they're going to have a royal princess processional, a Mickey and Friends cavalcade, a Fantasyland Friends cavalcade, a Goofy cavalcade, and Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure. So basically, they're taking all your meet and greets, and they're just putting them in parades. Yeah, you can see them, but you can't meet with them. And, uh, you know, there's no... There's no fireworks in the evening. Of course, that's probably because of the large crowds that gather very close to each other normally. Yep. So at at Animal Kingdom, they're going to uh, have character cruises. Yep. So they're going to put the characters on boats on the Discovery River. And then one of the things I think is crazy, we're not talking about this today, but we are talking about this land today. So Rise of the Resistance, the virtual queue and boarding passes are done which was a huge controversy when it started. We personally did not have a problem with the system. Uh, and it is not because we are just generally like non-critical happy people. It's just that we followed directions and figured out how to write it. But anyway. Yeah, well, we, we had a huge plan for our senior trip and bringing all of our seniors there. And we really had a strategy to go into that. You're right. So uh, it did it did benefit those that knew what was happening before day of so my point being now disney is saying there won't be virtual queues and they are just going to manage use the queue space to keep people six feet apart um with you know less capacity yeah in the parks you know that rise of the resistance queue is pretty long so i can imagine they'll be able to do that pretty pretty well yeah we're going to jump into smugglers last Go ahead, thing though say. we need to say yep so other big news, Mickey's not so scary. Halloween party yes, was canceled, but all the dessert parties, all the firework parties, but all what of those was were, added, but they are going to do a modified food and wine. Festival. Let's go. Starting when July 15th, we're there during the food and wine festival. So this will be the longest food and wine festival ever because it's going <laughs> to go from July till November. Uh, um, we don't know yet about Mickey's. Christmas party. We're not sure what happens with that. And then um, there aren't the concerts, yeah. like the Eat to the Beat concerts. Yeah. Those don't exist. But there is going to be some modified version. That mostly affects Florida residents. And I would say, by. like you had mentioned, in some ways, the food and wine festival idea is um, a really good one because everything's disposable. Uh, you keep people spread out. They're not inside in restaurants. And, you know, basically you're able to keep them moving. Yeah. I didn't see, I, I don't think restaurants are open, right? No, some in, are. in the park. Some are. Is Be Our Guest open? I don't know. I, I was looking for that in some of the news. So I guess we can do that research. So what's later. not open? Um, Real quick. In Magic Kingdom, the Monsters Laugh Floor and Enchanted Tales with Belle. Yeah, makes sense. Laugh Floor and then, of course, in Epcot, then. Turtle, Turtle talk, talk with Crush is almost the, the exact same the Beast experience. Sing along in France. That's not open. Yep. Um, Animal Kingdom, Finding Nemo, Lion King, uh, and then Primeval World is still not open. Ugh. And then in Hollywood Studios, the Frozen sing along, the Star Wars launch bay, Indiana Jones, Beauty and the Beast, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, and the workshop where you build the lightsabers. Well, we'll talk about Batu here in a second as we move and transition into 
talking about smugglers run today. Um, some of our experience, of course, again, we want to always say, you know, this is how it was before. So we could be walking into Batu um, July the 15th and uh, or 16th, maybe, depending on what park we choose to go to on the 15th. This is going to be a debate <laughs> across because the table. Only one I'm park already per getting day. the look. <laughs> yep. Only one park per day. We're going to have to really plan what we like. I don't think it's going to be an issue. The reservation system opens tomorrow at 6 a.m. Central time, I 7 guess, Eastern time. I guess that conversation's happening earlier. <laughs> <laughs> or it's not happening and one of us will just make the uh, reservation. Sounds about right. Um, so smugglers run uh, and Batu. They both opened up at Disneyland and Disney World, but Disneyland came out with both of those experiences first. Yeah, and that's, we rode it first at Disneyland. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this was my first visit to Disneyland, and I was so excited because we got to go to Star Wars Land when it opened in Disneyland, and then... um we went, you went right away after it opened in Disney World at Hollywood Studios. You went in September and it opened in August. And then I didn't get to go to the Disney World version until Christmas. Yeah, I, I, I mean, we're, this is a Walt Disney World podcast, not yeah. Disneyland. But uh, there is there are subtle differences in Batu, uh, just basically like entrance and exit and what that looks like. But the, the ride isn't The really ride different. is the same. And truthfully, once you're inside, the world is pretty much the same rhythm and flow. Um, Batu and Smuggler's Run came out or uh, were opened at Disneyland May the 31st, you said, and then August 29th at Walt Disney World. Ironically, they flip-flopped those two when it came to Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, it opened at... Disney Chris, World got it in December, no, early, early December. December. And then they didn't get it till January. Yeah. So the history of this area, Star Wars land, um, was kind of announced to the world in 2015. And I just think Disney is so visionary. You know, they're announcing in 2015 a land that's going to open four years later. Uh, they had probably been planning it for you know, many years before that. But the idea is Batu is the planet. And then where you go on Batu is the Black Spire outpost, which I believe is a resistance kind of outpost or base um, that the First Order is trying to keep control of because you do see First Order people. Sure, you have Kylo Ren's ship. That has landed. And they did make the distinction that Batu is, well, the story of Smuggler's Run is set between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. So it falls between the two um, for Smuggler's Run, which means that the time period of Batu is in the new trilogy, which means you will not see characters from the old trilogy that didn't exist in the new trilogy. So for instance, at the Star Wars launch bay now, Darth Vader is there. Kylo Ren is not there. Uh, Kylo Ren, you can see him in Batu, So you don't see a mix. It's not like, 
it, the goal of Batu and Black Spire Outpost is an immersive experience. Like you are going there. They have their own language. They have their own greetings. They have their own food. They have their own utensils. They have it. The goal is to immerse you into the world of Star Wars. Yeah. And when you, when you say, say we see Kylo Ren, we really literally just see Kylo Ren. He walks the streets. He has a little bit of a performance on a stage and you also see someone known as the spy who kind of wanders around she's, she's resistance resistance and then you have uh of course one of our favorites ray yes and um, chewy and uh Chewbacca. and uh those those are not uh ever a character meet and greet you are allowed to meet Chewbacca back at the Star Wars outpost, and if you and you can you meet, you can BB-8. meet BB-8, and if you have a Disney Chase visa, you can meet Kylo Ren as well. Oh, I thought it was still Darth Vader. I well, think Kylo's completely out of there. I could be wrong, but I I think I met him. Yeah. So later. the immersive experience. The other thing that's coming is a Star Wars-themed hotel or resort experience that's going to be similar to a cruise. And we don't know much about it. We know, we see where it's being built. It's being built on the backside of Batu, And basically, you will check in for two nights, and it will be like a cruise where the whole thing will, you'll have missions, and you'll be a Star Wars person. Uh, everything that's early... Uh, reporting on that says that that experience is going to be quite pricey. And so I don't know how many people will get a chance to experience that um, the way that it is. Yeah, yeah, we'll be listening to other people's podcasts on that for I have, information. I have mixed feelings just because I think you would do it kind of like the land and sea cruises right now where, you know, you do right now people go to Disney for four days and then do a cruise for four days. And I think that's kind of what it would be because you're not going to go to magic kingdom while you're in space at the star Wars hotel. Sure. So. Uh, before we talk about the ride smugglers run, let's keep talking a little bit more about just star Wars land, the Batu, black spire. There is a play Disney experience yeah. on the app that really does, um, allow you to interact with the world in a different way than if you were just walking around. And I'm not a huge play Disney, uh, fan. Uh, I've, I've done it a couple of times. Uh, I like the trivia. I've done a couple of games while you're in a queue for a certain ride. Uh, specifically, um, when we go on slinky, we typically hit that app, but the play Disney experience for this is uh, you you keep track of credits. You uh, keep track of what you've scanned and your materials that you you can you can continue to gain weapons. It just immerses you in the experience. I feel proud because this was one of the few times in the long and short of it relationship that I experienced it first because when we were at Disneyland, I was scanning crates and doing all sorts of things, and you were like, "What are you doing?" And I was playing the game, and then I introduced it to you, and you like it. They also have these really interesting 
times when you can take something, find something, uh, and kind of mechanically engineer it, and you can turn things on. So with the Millennium Falcon, which, by the way, this is the first time that a full-scale Millennium Falcon has ever been created. It wasn't ever created for the movies themselves. So there are actually two of them, right? One in Disneyland and one in Disney World. And it is amazing. I will say this. The first time we came upon it, as someone who has loved Star Wars for all of the years of my life, for which I was aware, because um, what, Star Wars came out in 77? Yeah. So I, four of my years I didn't love Star Wars. But um, when you see the Millennium Falcon, it is like the most e cool experience. Um, it is so cool. And, uh, you know, just watching it and coming upon it, I, I would say emotion came upon me. Um, I mean, emotion comes upon most people in every situation. What type of emotion are you talking about? It was, I don't know. It was just, are this, you, like, are you saying overwhelming emotion? Yeah, Is that, it was, was like that? this awe, this like, I'm here. I see it. This thing that I had pretty much everyone's quoting from. We're home. Chewy. Chewy, we're home. Yeah, no, you're right. That, but like. When you played with the Millennium Falcon as a kid, I remember the kid up the street had the Millennium Falcon. I didn't have the ship. I had like the Ewok Village and all sorts of other figures, but he had the ship and we would play with it. And then when you'd pretend, you would pretend like you'd make the Millennium Falcon. And then to see it in person was just amazing. I mean, we sound old, but uh, <laughs> even kids can use apps to make themselves look like stormtroopers now and take pictures. It's pretty crazy. But the one thing I will say about the Play Disney experience, um, up until March, February, sorry, there was no fast pass for Smuggler's Run. Right. And the queue moved pretty fast. It was, you know, it was pretty true to the time that was posted. I will say if you navigated it, you know, not smart to go there first thing in the morning unless you're like at the front of the line. But um, but if it said 60 minutes, it was 60 minutes and it moved. It was not an unpleasant, you know, stand. And I would say that having that play Disney experience app, you know, made it made it more fun. So but a now couple there of things. are fast passes. Let's well, just, there were, but now there aren't. So let's talk about when to go on this ride. Like you were mentioning, uh, let's talk about who this ride is only four minutes and 30 seconds long. It does feel longer because once you hit a certain point in the queue, you then are kind of in the process of waiting for the next part. So they do break it up nicely in the queue. It's uh, It can accommodate 1,500 to 1,800 guests an hour. So there are a lot of – and each, each little – ride vehicle only accommodates six and you so have to you be know 30. they're moving through you have to be 38 inches i don't believe you have to transfer on this one so i believe you can just go into the to the vehicle okay we have not been a part of one yeah, of those we vehicles been a yet part of that, but so that would be news to me but the way that it is maybe you do um so oh no so, so sorry you do have to transfer yeah. from a wheelchair um, but I think you just go in and then transfer and then they move your chair out. Yep. Um, when, so when, when to ride now, this is old, old world. Yeah. I feel very inadequate to explain, right, but what so I would say this every time, everyone in, in Hollywood studios, everyone will go towards two 
different areas. I mean, you, I guess you can go three if you want, but I don't, there, there's just not a lot of people going to Holly, uh, Tower of Terror or Rock and Roller Coaster Not anymore. in our, sp- no, I don't know. I think that's just not our group. Yeah, I mean, by far. The 80, per, 80% of the people at least younger will be going humans. towards Toy Story Land, specifically Slinky. Uh, as they attempt to ride that for the first time, because sometimes that can get upwards of uh, 90 minutes, oh, sometimes 120, depending on when and how busy. Um, and then Smuggler's Run and Rise. Now, in the past, again, Rise was only a virtual queue, so no one was going there. Now the crowd is going to be split, but probably out of that crowd... of them will probably want to go into Rise first and then go to Smuggler's Run. Yeah, again, this will totally be. But then again, that's again because no one has rode that ride. Uh, it, it closed down, you know, it's only been out since December the 5th or so, and it closed down in March and most people were either going to go for spring break or for this summer. And, uh, if they didn't get over there for Christmas, not a lot of people are showing up in February and March, early March there. So, uh, this whole experience smugglers run is, uh, led by a smuggler who was a character on Rebels, Hondo Onaka. And Hondo, well, let's just cue him up here for a second. So that's the that's the intro when you come in. There's a really cool animatronic of him when he explains yep. kind of the whole deal. And basically he says, you know, we're going to use the Millennium Falcon. Chewie's letting us use it. We're giving him money and we're using it to, to smuggle. And so what it is you're trying to get. Do you remember what you're trying to get? Of course. Coaxum. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you get one of three parts. And you're either the pilot, the gunner, or the engineer. Now, this is important. You get handed a boarding pass that tells you what your role is. There's groups of six. All right, so it's let's color just say, coded. we've gone through the queue. The queue is a pretty much kind of walking through a, a factory, uh, uh, like a almost like a mechanic shop for these ships. And it is kind of cool and a little bit interacting. And then you go to the back side of the Falcon. You kind of see the Falcon from above, which is really a sweet shot. You go into this Hondo Q and he and Chewie are interacting and then they split you up left or right side. It does not matter which side you're going into because you're all going into the same area of course, there are two areas that look exactly alike uh, that Disney is putting the experience, but the experience has you sitting in the the Falcon. So you go in and you see the chess table. You can sit down by the chess table. That's the waiting area before you board. Dejaric, if you really want the name of it. And you can buy this chess game uh, in one of the Black Spire Outpost stores. Yeah, that's important to know. The Black Spire Outpost stores like sell kind of authentic-y stuff it's not it's not as trendy like i don't think you can buy action figures there i think you can buy those 
like what are made to look like toys that were made on Batu. You know? Sure. I think yeah. you have to go to other places like outside of Star Tours or over at the launch bay to buy the the like plastic toys. Can anyone sit at this chess table? Yes. I don't well, I mean now I don't know because of, you know. Uh, how much uh how much time do you think you have in general by the time you get from this part in the queue of after Hondo into this room where you're waiting because each one of you is given a card. Corey was talking about this. And each card has a role, and we'll talk about those roles in one second. You have about five minutes probably to get your pictures and kind of see. It's really cool. That's, I believe, when you're supposed to say, Chewy, we're home. Oh, yes. And if you want your picture at the chess table, you should go there first. Yep. You should go there because at any given time, they're going to call a color, and your card has the color on it, and then you have to go. And you don't want to have missed out on that. I mean, that photo op experience we we did that two or three times in we a row. We do it every time we go. I'm not sure we've done it every. I time. always sit at the table. So, the you short. you get one of three roles, but there are two people doing each role. Okay, so here's the deal. Each role gets to do things like press buttons and it kind of has a mission space like I know she wants to the, talk about the pilots. So, I'll talk about the gunners and the engineers. Well, but for what a I second. will say is this, your ride does change based on how the people pilot the ship all right so go ahead and talk about the pilots okay so the pilots i think is the funnest experience the left pilot is responsible for the horizontal movement which is left and right right oh yeah 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 okay the other thing too that um the first time we went we were engineers and it was fun like you you did cool stuff the first time we went, we had a good pilot. The second time we went, we had a bad pilot and it was real bumpy because the pilot on the right is making it go up and down. And so if the pilots don't know what they're doing or they're like, it can feel real bumpy and you don't have a good experience. Well, and I, I mean, uh, I assume some people aren't in there to really understand that they want to perfect the experience. They think that they're not going to be in control as much as they are. And that, that joystick is pretty sensitive. And they slam it left and right. And you could you, you could feel, get a little bit. Yeah. We, now, we having said pilots. that, I am a, I hate motion. So there are certain experiences that I prefer. I, I might even have to take a pill for. Yeah, you didn't think you were going to And I it. had no problem at all in the smuggler zone. No problem at all. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, we were good pilots. We were good at piloting. And the, the pilot on the right is the coolest experience ever because you get to make the jump to light speed. That, that may have been like one of my all-time favorite Disney experiences when you get to pull it back and you get to bring the Millennium Falcon to light speed. I mean, it's just like, Oh. it feels smooth it's awesome you know you get to pull down the lever you just get to live you just get to live your your star wars fantasy well if you're a if you want to push a lot of buttons a lot you want to be a gunner now i prefer not to be a gunner because i feel like i'm always having to push a button and not be a part of the experience and i kind of like to watch the experience as well so i i would rather be an engineer or a pilot and probably a pilot first and then an engineer second but there are each one of those positions will get scored and by the time you come back from uh your trip you get a score that then is credits that hondo will take i don't know what the cut is 
20, uh, you can max out at 13,000 credits. And I don't think you, I don't think you can get more than 10,000. So and he's taking a pretty significant. Play, it adds to your play Disney score. Yes. So you can, you can become this master smuggler uh, through that. So if your if your experience is terrible because uh, your pilots aren't navigating the right way and you're not hitting, you're not going to get a lot of credits out of that. And so, so it makes sense to show up with a good team. Too. Your goal is to um, steal the cargo from the first order tide fighters. Yes. And the then, coaxum. Yep. And then at the end, Chewie comes on and lands the Falcon for you. And it's, it's a really great fun experience. So, the engineers is probably the one that has a little bit more of like the precision. Anytime your pilot makes a mistake, engineers have to figure it out. And uh, they're the ones the that gunners, fire the cable to attach the to the tide fighter. So there's, uh, I mean, you're sitting in a pretty comfortable chair. Uh, you're looking at a motion screen, and it is a moving kind of vehicle. It, I would not equate it to Star Tours only no. because Star Tours is such a wide space of a vehicle and a wide screen that it does feel like the motion is very different. In fact, you know, in, in Star Tours, if I sit towards the back row, I start to feel sick and I, I know I have to be towards the front. Other, and even that, I'm wincing at times. This, I never feel any effects of this motion. They have, of course, improved it along the way. So the... There are special modes, okay? So there are two different experiences that you could try for. Now, if you, if, if the six of you make a decision to never touch the controls, you will fly into everything. You will have problems. You will not get the coaxum. And when you jump out of light speed the second time on your return trip home, you jump into an asteroid field. I am dying for that experience because I have too many people that try too hard on the ride, including the person sitting across from the table in front of me. Which is going to be hard. You're going to be hard pressed to get me to not try after because, you know, we used to say, oh, we can do this because we'll be back again soon. But now since coronavirus, now, you know, we, we didn't get to go back soon. So I'm going to have to be re retrained in, in my it's column. my problem. If you've listened to the previous episode of Toy Story Mania, I want her to either do all of the points and I'll open up all the secrets or she will open up the secrets and I'll get all the points. And she has a problem with not experiencing the full experience of what she's participating with. So, but there Correct. is an asteroid field ending if you are so terrible during the game. And your pilots could fly into everything. You could, I've seen it done where people don't touch the controls, but I'm sure it ha can happen when you're touching it. But the really cool Easter egg that people constantly talk about is what's called Wookiee mode. And Wookiee mode is when Chewbacca talks to you the whole time in his Wookiee voice and not Hondo and Naka. So Hondo gives you instructions along the way. Chewie will give you the instructions, but in his language and you can't understand it. So you don't want to do it if you've never ridden the ride before because, well, you won't understand anything that's going on. But do you know how to get it into Wookiee? I do. So you want. All you got to have six people. If you have five people that are participating, and one screws this up, you're going to have regular mode. But to unlock Wookiee mode, if, if you're a pilot, 
you need to, if you're on the left side, you're going to either hold it all the way to the left or all the way to the right. If you're on the right side, you hold it all the way up or all the way down on the controller. While you hold that in place, the pilots then push the activate button. So both of them have to hold one way or the other, doesn't matter which, while holding it all the way up, down, left or right and push the activate button, you will then set off a triggered experience where then your gunners and your engineers, they both have activate buttons, but above that they have three white buttons. And if they push one of the white buttons and then hit hold it while hitting activate, and all of the people do that, Wookiee mode will show up, Chewbacca will talk, you'll go through the experience the exact same way Hondo takes your credits at the end, unfortunately, but Chewie's voice is talking the whole time. That's awesome. It's amazing. Uh, well, you got to love Easter eggs. And Easter eggs are all over in the uh, in uh, Black Spire. Easter eggs are, of course, on this ride. Uh, Easter eggs in uh, Rise of the Resistance? Well, we'll talk about that in another episode. Sometime we'll talk when we maybe do Rise of the Resistance. We'll do Oga's Cantina, uh, the fun experiences where you can you know, become part of the Star Wars world. Oh boy. Well, we have uh, another episode for you next week. And then uh, we're getting, (laughs) we're getting closer. I mean, if it's 20 days, it looks like we've got two more episodes before we go. And so we'll keep on updating you with the information as we hear about it. Happy Father's Day. Thanks for tuning in to the long and the short of it. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. We'll catch you next week as we jump into uh, potentially Animal Kingdom. Yeah, or... Animal Kingdom or Magic? If you have a preference, leave us a comment. Hock it Matt and Hock it Corey on our Instagrams or Twitter. We'll see you next week.